0: Welcome back to the new and improved Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast, which is a lot like the original one, but this one's actually going on. I'm America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Moore.
1: And it's good to be back with episode number one. Episode number one, starting, reboot. Reboot. Yes. Rebirth. We we are going to do the rebirth. Now, that was not a reboot. I'll kill you. But yes, a reboot. We're going to start with episode number one. We're just going to get right into that. I was going to ask you what you've been doing all these months, but I know what you were doing. Uh, Basically talking to me and doing nothing but playing with toys is what I think you've been doing. But we're going to start off the show with the top five movies of the week, this just came in. Just hot off the presses from this weekend. Uh, Do you think it's funny. I know
0: any of these movies?
1: Yeah, I think you know uh, every one, actually. You, you will actually know this is uh, a little bit different than before when we were talking about things like The Shack. And I'm telling you, I, I, I still was expecting half of those to be in the top five since I haven't paid any attention since then. We did end up, and since we had been gone a while, we did miss such things as The Last Jedi, things yeah. like that. We lost a lot of harassment news. We, yeah, I think I'm we, glad we stopped when we did. That seems like we stopped for a purpose because now we could just talk about pop culture, Eric, and these top five movies. We're going to start with number five, The Greatest Showman. And that made $6.4 this weekend and has made $146.5 uh in general. So that I, I would say is somewhat of a hit. I went to
0: go watch the other week and I had no idea that it was a musical. And I put it on and oh, you that I'm So like, you went to yeah, the I'm theater, theater you're saying?
1: right now. You, you were going to the theater, were you? Is that where oh, you were yeah, going to go yeah, see Yeah, yeah, theater. Mm-hmm. yeah, The and theater. And I, I paid indeed. my ticket and
0: then I'm like, you know what, sir? I'm not in the mood they, for a musical yes, right now. And they stamp your
1: ticket. Uh, I saw the trailer. I forget. I think I saw the trailer actually when I went to see the last jedi and yeah. when i saw it i thought oh this is this is a musical i thought eric shea might enjoy that but no oh, indeed I, I, think I you i do enjoy
0: it you got to be in the right mindset for a
1: musical yes it, it seems like you would like it the, yes it, it's a musical but it also has circus freaks so you might like that a oh musical man the circus freaks i'm circus not watching freaks. that movie yeah and it's right up your alley number four jumanji Welcome to the jungle. Pretty much, besides Last Jedi, the biggest hit that has been out since we've had this podcast, it seems, that made nine point eight million this weekend, and it and made a it. total of three hundred and sixty-five million dollars. So that is definitely
0: it was a okay. hit.
1: Yeah, everybody, people seem to love it. So we'll go with that. Number three is a love movie it, that we've okay. talked about. Uh, I would not go see this movie. I have no plans on it. It's a real odd concept for me, but it is. The 1517 to Paris, that made 12.6 million. 1517 to Paris. Yes, that is the Clint Eastwood movie that is based on the true story about. When oh, yeah, I didn't want to watch did, that. And it stars the people who were actually involved. Luckily, it seems that they were all good looking fellas. I, I don't know. I, I just saw one guy. He seemed decent enough. I, it just. It seems to me like Clint Eastwood's a great director, uh, you know, a gem, as I they say. Uh, but I don't know why any movie with a gimmick like that just seems to be like it. Yeah, but people, I guess I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes score of that is, but it does not seem like a feel good movie to me. I, I don't Captain like Captain
0: Phillips on a bus or is a yeah,
1: train? Yeah, well, but if there was actually if Tom Hanks was really Captain Phillips, to, uh, I don't know if you realize this. Tom Hanks is, is actually Tom Hanks. He's not I thought Captain, he was Phillips Captain Phillips Sully, in real life. Sullivan. No, he's not Sully either. He's not Sully Sullivan. He's not he's not a guy on Castaway that I forget his name in that. Does he no. have AIDS? No, he does uh, not. Shit. As far as I can tell, what I do see on Twitter is he likes to take pictures of solo gloves. Yeah,
0: he, number two, Yeah.
1: Number two, Peter Rabbit, which made twenty five million. It started off. Now there is some trouble. Uh we did see this. It's not one of our stories, but Uh, There's a bit of trouble with that movie where parents are getting upset because there is food allergy bullying
0: in that movie.
1: And uh, so they're yelling about that. Sony has actually come out and apologized for that. And basically what I saw from CNN said that this might kill the movie. It might actually kill the entire movie because of parents getting pissed off.
0: Now, now, this Peter Rabbit, is this a, an actual movie with kids walking around? They're Peter no. Rabbit like dolls or whatnot? Or is it actually like no, an animated it's an movie, an movie of Peter Rabbit doing movie. his old Peter Rabbit bit?
1: It's Peter Rabbit based on the original story, Peter Rabbit. So What's that got
0: to do with food allergies? I don't remember I, anything like, hey, yeah,
1: you I got guess. a peanut
0: allergy there, fuck No, they just and throw something.
1: They throw blackberries at one of the guys. So I don't know. I I actually don't remember the original story ever. It's based on the deal uh, fully from the original deal, but supposedly –
0: Je- Jessica's a huge fan of Peter Rabbit I have Peter Rabbit fucking stuffed animals that are these c- commemorative goddamn deals no. there I know nothing about yeah, Peter can, Rabbit from I when I was a less.
1: kid I could care less I liked the pokey little puppy as a kid I did not pokey care about puppy. Peter did not care about Peter Rabbit but I guess the problem that they have with this is not that they throw these blackberries at another character it's it's known in this movie that the character has an allergy to that and then throw it at it uh, basically what I read and the thing is the term bullying is being attached to the movie, and then people who don't even know if, what the bullying is will just be like, no, no, we're not going to go. But it made $25 million. We'll I, see I'm if saying it's you, you
0: can't do anything anymore. For now on, if anybody with glasses is made fun of, I'm going to be very upset and anything. I'm going to cause here's the thing. I, think I think that, that what the
1: problem me. is is if I say that, hey, hey, four eyes, and you get upset about that, that would not make you die. That's what people are saying. That's what I read the article. Maybe. People are saying, no, you're not going to die unless you walk out thing, in the I road. I say this.
0: I just read a story the other day where I think a bunch of kids are like actually being charged with attempted murder yeah, because they were thrown around. The- shit
1: in. Yeah, and that's what these people are upset about, that it's kind of teaching that that's what you should do. Now, again, if I was going to call you four eyes, it-, it wouldn't even be accurate with those glasses. Those glasses are such pieces of shit. I- hey, three and a quarter eye. That's what I'll say. It's just nonsense, those glasses. And then you'll have them on. You'll be walking. This is in my movie. In the movie, it's called like uh, movie. Eric Shea, Eyes on Me. It's called. And as you're walking, we're in New York City, and you're yeah. all excited. The problem is there's a lot of people around. You take mm-hmm. your glasses off because your vein has nothing yeah. to do with me bullying you. You're vain, and you walk out and get hit by a car. I, I, you become an angel. I have to give up my angelhood to make you mortal again, and then you get hit by a car. Car again because you don't put the glasses on and then it's over we all lose without his glasses. we all lose it's like uh that movie with nick cage and meg ryan that it's all over again you end up City dying i end up yes i end up dying you end up dying in the end the villain is your goddamn glasses the the villain is you not buying new glasses
0: it's society who made fun the, of me and that's why i villi- always have to say it's because i'm vain the no, villain I was is life having my heart broken again that's right
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. You'll never, you can't get upset about people bullying you about glasses because you'll never wear them in front of anybody. (laughs) So there is no
0: bullying. Because I've been made fun of. The thing that the only person
1: who's been bullied are those damn glasses. I I think you've waterboarded those. I I don't. I can't even begin to explain the torture. Your
0: car ran over him.
1: Holy moly! My car ran over him. You stomped on him at one of your quote-unquote gigs when you were doing your karaoke gigs. gigs? Oh my. (laughs) God. Goodness gracious! It's it's five seventeen to Eric's glasses. It is the next Clint Eastwood movie, I think, uh, with the actual players. Number one, oh. Fifty Shades Freed. And it's funny, when I first saw it, I thought it said 50 Shades Fred. And I didn't know what that was about. But that made 38.8 million. That's bringing another person. Yeah, really? That's Fred. Uh, you have that. Fred Willard. Uh, do you know Fred Willard? I <laughs> If know. you look it up, you'll laugh. Fred Willard. Uh, but yeah, 50 Shades Fred, a freak, actually made 38.8 <laughs> million. So, that, that's pretty good. And in fact, I'm I want to tie ch- that.
0: What's that? I'm pretty sure I started watching that movie the other week just to see. You know, I really? put it on. I don't know if it was a dark pants on or green. pants off. I don't know. You know, one of the pants on. Yeah, but um, Who I think knows? I just skip. You know, every 15 minutes, I'm like, sex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More
0: sex. Torture. And then sex. sex. I'm like, all right, I'm out of this.
1: Well, and, and if you were t, if you were paying attention, it made $38.8 million. Now, I did look, Eric, that is half of what The Mummy made with your Dark Universe reboot. So I did look last week. More I, how dare you? Last week, The Mummy made $0 in the theater because it's oh. no longer in the theater, but it made $80.2 million domestic so already 50 that's shades free we're about yeah, but this baby. is 50 shades free this domestic as well half of that it made in one weekend so yeah ah. that mummy is nonsense and that's the only thing that i missed that during our time you know not having this podcast they did announce that the dark universe was done then they said it might be still going who knows? Who knows? I'm still waiting for the back, bride. Baby. The bride. You really? I'm. am telling you. Are we gonna go back? It's. It's the way back machine. We're gonna go back in time. You get me angry about that bride movie. Like that's gonna. Tom Cruise and the Mummy did nothing, and you think the Bride is gonna do something? No way. Never. I. And they did say they were still trying to cast that. Right? Isn't that the well, they, latest? They're that on some
0: script and shit like that. Oh, we're some scripts are trying. they? They're trying to bring it back to life, kind of Frankenstein style.
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah, they are. They need that lightning in a bottle, Nobody's yelling it's alive. They're yelling it's dead. The dark universe is dead. Now, we'll also talk about in The Keeper of Crappers, I do think that you're going to have some other stories about some movies that are having trouble again, as if the world is against Eric Shea. The world is not coming up Eric Shea at all. Uh, it's really having some problems, but we'll go into our main stories, and I'll tell you, for having all this time off, you would think that we would come back and have some really kick-ass stories that is not the case, Eric. That is not the case at all. If we
0: came out on our normal day that we used to. The, do, Wednesdays, right? the middle of the week. Yeah, the Wednesday, might, yeah, but here's you know, the thing. The middle of I, the week I are-
1: still could take. We had stories from all the way last Monday that we could have thrown up here. It's not like I'm we're gonna, just strong now. Also, when people we ask, well, that's the problem. People ask, like, oh, why did you stop doing this podcast? In the meantime, it really became the. Let's see what happened on Wednesday in pop culture because (laughs) basically we'd come home and scramble. Now, we had all this time to prepare, yet I came home and scrambled tonight to get things. I promise that I will stop scrambling as much. And as we're starting this, it's going to be every two weeks. So we will have two weeks' worth of stories to talk about. But I know how you play the game. You always sit there and I'll say, oh, we should talk about this guy dying or that. Yeah, you'll say old news, but it's not Old to us, Eric. And just think, people have a comic podcast that comes out once a month and they'll talk about shit from like, you know, six weeks ago. You know what? It works for them, it seems. So no, it I'm telling you. In other news, uh, John Carpenter is alive, Eric. That's one of the right. news items that I want to tell you. He did not die, uh, even though it was announced that he kind of did. But there you go. See, that's new news, right? That's like six months ago. How long ago was that? A while back? That was like last month, I think. Okay, last month. See? We didn't have a show then, so we could just grab shit all that. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you've heard this. My first headline, Uh The Last Jedi causing divide amongst Star Wars fans, Eric. I Ooh. don't know if you saw that. But yes, the first real story oh, and is, I was a, there. we have Valentine's Day coming up this week, and I know that you have been looking for something, uh, for Jess. You wanted to get Jess something, and this might be right up your alley. McDonald's is giving away a diamond encrusted Bling Mac ring for Valentine's Day. If you love Big Macs, really, right? It, I'm already out.
0: Yeah. Because
1: to Who me, nobody, no, no, there's only one you know, one bunch of people who would like or love Big Macs, and it's the people who haven't had them yet. It's somebody who's sitting there. As a kid, I have said this before, the Big Mac to me was the sandwich of the adults. You oh. know, you would go to, you'd go to McDonald's, and you, you have that weird thing between where you, you, you know, you love a Happy Meal. Oh, Happy Meal, get me a Happy Meal. Yeah. And then you, you, you know, graduate from that. But there's that weird time between where, as my dad would never get me a Big Mac because he would think I'd never be able to finish it. So yeah, all of a sudden I'm just getting basically what was in a Happy Meal without a toy. I, I pretty yeah. much, my childhood is over and I'm just getting nonsense. I won a Big Mac. I was finally allowed to eat a Big Mac and I realize it is the worst sandwich in fast food history. It is. It's terrible. I hate it. They tried they they realized that it sucks by what trying to be come out with different than versions? A burger
0: just stacked with lettuce and lettuce yeah. and then another bun. Yeah,
1: it's the bun in the middle, but it's not even just that. First off, if you're not going to get the quarter mac or whatever they call it with the quarter pound burgers in, it's complete nonsense. It's barely any burger. And the messiest goddamn sandwich you've ever eaten in your life. It really is. It is a, a fucking nonsense. Plus, I also tell you, if you go home somehow, you know, you get stuck in traffic. I don't know what what the hell you're doing, but you get yeah. home and it's it's a little cold, and you have to put it in the microwave. The worst microwave burger after the fact as yeah, well. Yeah, I never microwave it, a burger. It's awful. It is awful. I don't even like like I'm not a big lettuce guy on burgers or in general. Yeah. Uh that shredded lettuce, I fucking hate. I'm telling you, it, it it's like they tried to make their version of the Bob's Big Boy Burger uh, or maybe vice versa. But the Bob's <laughs> Big Boy, th- they got that right. The, I don't even the, remember the Bob's Big Boy I Burger. I like that. And, and I'm telling you, the Big Mac is nonsense. But I'm going to continue. Then oh, you yeah, will really want Burger. to try the Bling Mac. It's an 18-karat gold gem-encrusted version of the classic sandwich. So basically, wow. they are giving away – a ring that it looks like the Big Mac that's a 18 karat gold gem encrusted version. Hey, of how it.
0: many carrots is that? No idea, but it's got a shit ton of lettuce. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I don't want carrots on my burger. The ring is reportedly worth $12,000. For a chance to win it, you must tweet out your love for the Big Mac using hashtag bling mac contest mcdonald's Did says they want the to lie to them yeah no i, I actually was going to tweet them and it was like roses are red violets are blue uh or it was well, oh roses are red violets are blue there's about 10 other things on the menu better than you Is what <laughs> i was going to tweet and then i i thought nah, I, don't, I don't have to be negative well, i, beat I don't have to be negative all the time ring. it would be funny if i ended up winning because of that but mcdonald's says the person with the most creative vowels Will win the ring, and this is their tweet exactly. Love is in the air, literally, with the aroma of the three Big Mac burgers, and we're celebrating with the Bling Mac, a graciously diamond encrusted prize for the fan who tweets the best, most creative vows of Big Mac burger love to at McDonald's in the hashtag Bling Mac contest. And as we say, they did bring back those three Big Mac burgers, like the Quarter Mac, the, the, Grand, the, Mac Double, and the Grand, Grand Mac, whatever the hell Mac they're they're and the Junior Mac, and the Junior yeah, basically it's like the Junior Whopper. And as we said, number one, your, one of your favorite or the favorite uh, fast food burger is what? You told me that today. Oh, the Double Whopper with cheese is the number one fast yeah, food burger you out that. there today. I kind of think I'm still going to go with the Triple from uh, Wendy's with just ketchup, pickle, mustard. I'm not going to go with that nonsense. you got to go classic, man. Yeah, no, no, no. It's too big to have that other shit. Then you get a messy burger again. Plus, if you have three full burgers, well, you're not fooling anybody by putting one thing of lettuce on it and a tomato. <laughs> it's nonsense. And I'll tell you, I do love the, uh, the Whopper as well. Recently, though, the white onions that they put on there are, yeah. are killing me. They're killing me. I can't eat them. I have to Not take just those. Just because you're
0: off. an old man, this, this is Wait. a burger
1: for the young folk. No, no, the young folk. The, the, I'm telling you, I I know I've had the In-N-Out burger. Uh, you have never had that. I did like no. that, but it, it's, to me, it's very similar to the five guys, which just gives me diarrhea the minute that I eat it. I, I can't, I, they might as well just serve that to me in their bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm eating peanuts while I'm waiting, sitting there in the bathroom awaiting that burger and the diarrhea that, that always comes right after. Uh, but yes, the next story, and I will not be tweeting McDonald's. And I, again, I could try to fake the funk just to get that, and then try to sell it. I don't know. It's worth twelve thousand dollars. What do you think you'd be able to sell it on eBay? Because I do not think you're going to get twelve thousand dollars for it. If you I think ended two up grand to tops. Sell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, still, still two grand for a tweet. Yeah. Not bad at all. You know, not bad gonna at all. I'm just going to
0: send my vows to Burger King about how much I love the double oh, the Cheese. of the Burger
1: King, and see if they'll actually give you a what is my bling whopper, whopper ring? bling whopper whop bling they call it the next story what Mark Hamill thinks of solo, a Star Wars story trailer and this is something during the Super Bowl when I I think I heard something about the Philadelphia Eagles winning that Super Bowl uh, they ended up having the solo trailer and I was on uh, Slack while this was going on most people you know said boy that looks like a hot mess Uh, you know like a garbage fire and things like that so a lot of people are against it of course the thing is now is and even the story that I grabbed this from they kind of made it this whole thing of any Star Wars movie is going to have this divide between people killing each other about what's good or what's not. That is not true. That is a recent development. Now, number one, also, a lot of people are saying – that anybody who doesn't like this new Solo trailer is just doing it because they were the negative people about The Last Jedi. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think that it looks it like a mess. It's actually the
0: case in my area yeah. over here where it I looks actually like a mess. the trailer looked like garbage. Like, yeah. I look at this guy, Han Solo, one of the most recognizable characters in cinema history in my mind. Harrison Ford is that character. Please get somebody who at least sounds, acts, or looks like Harrison Ford. Yeah,
1: and you don't get to see much in there, but it just looks like a lot of special effects – uh, and that's not really, I know you're gonna have that in a Star Wars movie anyway. Now, uh, I was hoping more for a, you know, somewhat of a story trailer so we can see a little more of that. But after the back and forth with whether or not Mark Hamill liked the way The Force Awakens, or not The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, they put Force Awakens, treated Luke Skywalker, people wanted to know what he thought of the solo trailer that debuted during the Super Bowl. And Mark and Hamill done
0: learned his lesson. Yeah,
1: because basically when people asked him about The Last Jedi, he said, oh, you know what? That's not my Luke Skywalker. In fact, uh, when I was filming it, I had to think of him as somebody different. I think he had a name like Fred Skywalker something yeah. like that. And then people got to him and said, you know what, uh, Mark? uh you kind of get paid for this and, and things like that, that's what it seemed to also, kind of like, you know, you're dissing all these people that worked hard on it, so he came back out and said, you know what, I shouldn't have said that the problem is, is Mark Hamill usually says what he thinks, and that's what he thought, and then he tried to backtrack now he's learned his lesson to basically not say anything, he said, I don't know what anybody's complaining about, trailer makes you want to see the movie, and I'm dying to see it so it worked, and uh, I, I get the idea that he's not going to really bad mouth a lot of things now, I want I wonder. If this was the Skywalker movie and not Solo, a Star Wars story trailer, because I think that he'd be a little more, you know, into a movie that was about his character. He does seem to care a lot about this. He's probably just like, yeah, what the fuck do I care? I have to, to say, to though, Han for the Solo.
0: most part, besides for after Return of the Jedi, we've saw freaking Luke story. If we go back into a, so like a Skywalker movie. Yeah, you're not going to be, be like, able to do here's that. Here's two hours of dew farming.
1: No, he's there. He's, he's hitting womp rats there. And, and, and like he, t- hanging out he's meeting. Station. Hey, he's going to Tipsy station to get some power converters the couple times he was allowed to go there yeah. at that point. Yeah, he's, he's you know, working doing on the 2 farm no he's still doing yeah, The know, next epic from He's Disney's doing Star that. Wars. Him and Biggs are getting that deleted scene where him and Biggs are hanging out at that, <laughs> that hideout they were at, the clubhouse. I still uh, consider I think, that Toshi Station. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, that's Toshi Station seemed to be more of where you go and buy shit. Uh, to me, I don't know. We'd have to find out from people in the know. That seemed like a clubhouse that might have been like, no women allowed, even though in the scene there were women. I wanted it to be a He-Man Women Haters Club on <laughs> Tatooine there. Oh, it didn't seem to be. It. I'm telling you, I love that scene when he shows up. Especially, uh, it's really good in the radio play that they had out where he goes, and he's like, man, do you see those ships above And They're all like throwing shade. Everybody seemed like Luke seemed to be the retard of the group. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that idiot. Look There's at him. Luke again. Yeah, yeah, oh, my goodness. In the yeah, oh, Luke. Luke Somebody's and his fucking heat heat power converters. her farming. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's saying that he wants to go see the movie. There you go. So there, yeah. and, and people that, are that making this. People are making this seem like this is like a you know two thumbs up thing. I'm like, no, it's not yeah. that. And I forget. I think it was Cinema Blend or some you know website that I got this off of. It ended up the article basically just making fun of people who didn't like The Last Jedi. And st- it was a really weird article. That's why I kind of just grabbed a couple sentences from it. But we're going to move on to the next story, and this story is – about that Joker movie that everybody's talking about. Eric, Ooh. now before we go on, one of the news stories that I talked to Reggie about on our comic review show, or our comic news show, I'm sorry, was about Joaquin Phoenix agreeing to play the Joker. I don't think that they, you know, he hasn't signed on the dotted line yet, but he agreed to it and they wanted him to do it. Something which made you and Brandon almost lose your shit because you hate Joaquin Phoenix and it's weird. I will tie that around in the podcast that week before, our main podcast we had a lot of talk about Joaquin sure Phoenix, did. and then the next thing you know, he is going to be the Joker. Yeah, I'm
0: not going to say that I hate Joaquin Phoenix. I hate Joaquin Phoenix's jerk-off face. Yeah,
1: well, I think that his jerk-off face is part of him. He can't yeah. really get rid of that jerk-off face. Now, you say that, just go see the Joker movie without your glasses. You'll never know who's in it. You won't know what's going on. It'll be a radio play And to it's you not Chris Glover. A- it's not for me. No, well, here is the next bit, because... It looks like The Room's Tommy Wiseau wants a role in the Joker movie. Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese's uh, Joker movie has remained a bizarre project for audiences to watch develop in the months since it was initially announced because the film will take place in the 80s. That's pretty much why they seem to get – uh, Martin Scorsese involved, he really liked that. I remember us talking about this way back on the Pop Culture Podcast before nice. we ended it. And focus on a more grounded version of Mr. J. And now it looks like Joaquin Phoenix may step into the role of the Joker himself. However, now it seems like there's a cult figure, almost as crazy as the Joker, who wants to get in on the action. And that's right, folks. The Room's Tommy Wiseau wants a part in the Joker movie. In response to the rumor of Phoenix's casting, Wiseau tweeted – this is the best. This is the full tweet. Now he's tweeting Todd Phillips it seems but yet he doesn't at him. he he just wrote on a tweet Todd DM me. That's it. That's the full tweet Todd. DM me. He's just throwing that out there. It'd be funny. Yeah, I wish Todd. my name was Todd. Todd Bridges, uh, yeah. from freaking you know Different Strokes. It's like, okay, what do you want? What what do we have to, Tommy? But yeah, then people in this article even said it's not clear if he wants to be the joke or what. Now, now, come on, now this guy thinks that he <laughs> he should be the be all end all of anything. Tommy,
0: you, you, why do you still want things? It's a fucking yes. a goddamn miracle that you're still it relevant, is. and now you're freaking like, oh, I should be in the goddamn. Joke. Joker movie as well.
1: Yeah. Come on! No, no, no. He got worse today because today, about five hours ago, he tweeted, "Yes, I want to be the Joker." So oh, and, it, and had that you know about ten exclamation points of uh, points of in that. The whole thing is he wants to be the Joker now. They've already casted who they want. It seems. No, he wants to be the Joker. So like you said, he has lived a gifted life. I, I mean, there is nobody really except maybe Paris Hilton who has led more of a gifted life, Eric, if you, if you ask well, me. But yeah, it's, it's never me, I enough. I have
0: no idea what kind of life Tommy Wiseau has. I watched a goddamn documentary on the fact that nobody has any idea about who the fuck he is.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, that not only that, though, but I'm just saying that, you know, his name at least. I mean, there's Eric Shea. Poor Eric Shea seems to, you know, think that he's fashioned a a life for himself. Uh, People worldwide don't know you. You're you're only America's sweetheart. You're not Scotland's sweetheart. Hey, hey, hey! Ireland's, yeah. Yeah, Todd, DM. Todd, you're not Francis, sweetheart. That's Jerry Lewis still, Eric. It's Trish. not you. He's dead, and he's still there, sweetheart. But that's it for all the big news of the week, Eric. Which leads us into our next segment, which of course is the keeper or crapper segment. Ooh. And when we go through these, what we're gonna do is throw uh, headlines at each other, and we're gonna decide if we're gonna keep it. <laughs> Or crap it oh, yes It's good to have you back, good friends. And I'm going to go first. The Royal Star Wars cameo, a bit of a tall order, as William and Harry stormtrooper scene fails to make the cut. It's a long headline. That is, I gotta make them long because if you if you crap it, I still at least get some of the story up. But are you gonna keep?
0: All right, or l- let's crap keep it?
1: this. We are gonna creep it. <laughs> you would think that we would keep everything tonight since we haven't done it, uh, but I, I can't make that promise. Princess William and Harry don't appear as stormtroopers in the Star Wars: of the Last Jedi after they were cut from the film. For being too tall they I were too never tall. Knew
0: they were supposed to be a part of the well, film
1: I remember seeing tweets and pictures of them on the set and it was funny because they were playing with uh, lightsabers uh, I think it was Harry who was sitting there uh, or standing next to Chewbacca uh, really, right there in that picture, Chewbacca had more to Didn't do he than in he had in the goddamn trouble movie. He dressing
0: up as a stormtrooper at Halloween party. Well,
1: yes, he was more of a, a different SS there. Oh. Uh, he did get in a lot of trouble back in the day, but he was a young kid then. But yeah, yeah, uh, like I said, Chewbacca had more to do in that picture with Prince Harry than he did in the actual movie, but William's six foot two. And his younger brother, Harry, six foot one, don char- uh, characteristic white body Avatar. armor and helmets for a scene that was filmed during their visit to the film's Pinewood Studios set in April 2016. However, the scene failed to make the final edit after it was realized the strapping royals towered over their first order counterparts. Uh, the pair only learned the scene had ended on the cutting room floor at the film's premiere at the Royal Albert Hall, it is thought. And it's funny, too, because I, I think they were afraid to tell them that their scene. Now, I'm well, going to read what the, the scene is. This is
0: why so situation. Like I have to do something just so I can say, hey, I want to be in this movie because yeah, I want yeah. to be in some movies. They're, they're saying, you know, you got the right stuff. No, well, here's the deal.
1: Here. A prince is, you know, Prince Harry and William. That's a pretty big deal. Now, my daddy was they, a fucking uh, prince. No, he's not. And the, the whole was. thing about this is uh, the the scene that it seems they were in, I don't know if people have seen it because it seems they have, is goddamn ridiculous. I, there's no way this scene was ever going to make it. In it, they were shown inside a lift – that's an elevator – where uh-huh. one of them slaps the behind of DJ – the character played by actor Benicio del Toro. So basically, it's, it's Hansi Stormtrooper. Well? Yeah, already. All it's, the problems it's kind I of harassing. that
0: movie. If a Stormtrooper got Hansi with DJ, I'm He like, got Hansi with DJ. Am I watching?
1: Again, maybe more than DJ had to do in the actual movie. Anyway, <laughs> but an unnamed source told the mail on Sunday. Maybe that shows why he, you know, sold out the the Rebels because he was again, I'll
0: tell you something. Yeah, he liked
1: it. It's not like he didn't like I didn't it. He probably, enough with that. He started stuttering. I did, did. Oh, I, I hate that character did. too. Did I ever tell you that? But I an don't. unnamed source told the Mail on Sunday Stormtroopers had to be exactly five foot eleven inches. At the time we shot it, I think the feeling was that the scene would make the final movie. The scene just didn't work for the final cut, so we so, left it out. They had him getting handsy with DJ. There's no way that was so going to be.
0: You're too there. short and I'm too tall to be a stormtrooper. This That's is right.
1: I miss out by a half an inch. What is too your short. First keeper crapper, Eric, and I'll tell you, I got an itchy crapper finger right now. It's been a while.
0: Don Mancini and David Kirschner developing child's play television series.
1: Tell, uh, t- child's play television series. That that's what that that uh, Chucky, right? The Chucky. Yeah. I'll let you go, I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> hey, you're you're on fucking call right now. You know, <laughs> I am not gonna let the shit pass uh, as we move on, but I'll I'll let it pass right now. Give it to me.
0: Well Jim, man, CD is bloody disgusting exclusively. Thanks. <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
1: Seriously, I just wanted to stop you a second because I just got an email. Uh Bloody Disgusting is thanking us for doing this because at least now you're going to their site again. Uh, that is <laughs> it's a hundred percent I Eric never shape Keeper him. Crapper. Is it Keeper a Crapper? Or is it what is Eric gonna read on Bloody Disgusting this week? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, go on with it. I did keep it, so I have to listen to you.
0: Mancini tells Bloody discussing exclusively Jim that he and the franchise producer David Kirschner are currently developing a Child's Play television series. Mancini told them that the series was deliberately set up at the end of the last movie while further adding that the tone is dark and disturbing. We plan to use Child's Play in the title, Mancini explained. We want to deliberately signal that we are going dark, darker than ever before. So,
1: so the, the Child's Play Mancini, TV series is going to use Child's Play in the title. All right.
0: Keep oh, going. that's the thing is, the Child's Boy TV series. Recently, though, ever since part three, we've gone the Chucky title, So yeah, now we're getting but, back to basics.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, I'm telling you, if you say Chucky the TV series, somebody's going to think Chuck's back or Chucky the Nobody series.
0: Is Nobody is thinking that Chuck from Happy Days is no,
1: no, not Chuck, Chuck the TV series. <laughs> it, but the thing about it is, yeah, what are you going to have, Chucky the series? You have to put Child's
0: Boy. Well, the Go. thing is, they haven't been able to use the Child's Boy series because Universal owned that, uh, that name. We connected with Kershner soon after, who stated that it won't be a reboot and it will be a continuation story, while also reflecting back on his 30-year relationship with Mancini. I don't think there's a relationship that's lasted this long, he stated. I'm incredibly excited about the series and to explore a world in which we've never done before. Don has taken the franchise in a wonderful, frightening direction, Kershner added. He seems to outdo himself every time.
1: Yeah. 30 years, the biggest relationship ever. Ever, Jim. Uh, ever. <laughs> I think I can think of a couple right away that, that, that yeah. lasts them more. I know that mine is, personally probably won't. My wife's about to kill me this week. But besides that, uh, at, well, how long have you and Jess been together? At least 40 years, Ten right? Years. 40 years, a lot of years. But here is my next Keeper Crapper. Sega Genesis gets its first new game in two decades.
0: Shut the fuck up! Crap that. Uh, you don't want to
1: hear about this game that's called I can't even remember Tanglewood ah. that features an adorable fox and is oh. it's actually a cartridge and that's a Genesis game. You, you don't want to hear that one. You you don't want to hear that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now can I go back? Let's rewind. Let me crap that goddamn <laughs> deal. What is your last keeper crapper? Masters. Actually, I like this one because it actually is miserable for you. What is it? Because I know Bast- what it is.
0: Masters of the Universe still needs a director as David S. Goyer passes. <laughs> I'll
1: keep it because this just goes right along with the Dark Universe. Give it to me.
0: Masters of the Universe is still in the hunt for a director variety. As learned, Sony Pictures, the studio behind the He-Man movie, had been in talks with David S. Goyer, but the filmmaker and screenwriter has had to drop out because of other commitments. Goyer turned in a draft of Masters of the Universe last fall that excited the studio so much that they hoped to convince him to slide in behind the camera. However, Goyer is a meshed in work on Foundation, a mini series adapting, uh, uh, adaption of Irving Asimov's science fiction trilogy and won't be able to judge, uh, juggle both projects.
1: I think they read – Unless it's something different, that probably should have been Isaac Asimov, but that's fine. You can go. Yeah, it that's, says Irving, it that's weird. Yeah, they, they got that wrong, but yeah. yeah. All I'm right, telling I you, that Foundation series, uh, that's a deep cut there. But go on. Is it? Yeah. It, no, it means it,
0: nothing it, to me. I know the name ta- Isaac Asimov. I read it. Irving Asimov. Yeah, yeah I, I read it when I was a
1: young kid and uh, I didn't understand the goddamn thing that was going on. So, yeah. Well, you go have
0: David, S. Walk- oh, David yeah. S. Walker. David S. freaking Goyer <laughs> doing a goddamn Telling us like what it family. is. Nice. Yeah. But anyway, but, complicating matters is Masters of the Universe's December 18th, 2019 release date, which puts a clock on the production. Before Goyer fell out, soon he had been getting ready to talk to actors about joining the film. Goyer will stay involved in Master of the Universe as an executive producer and screenwriter. Master of the Universe is based on a Vitella toy line and popular children's cartoon. It centers on the myth. <laughs> I had to put this part just so people know.
1: <laughs> uh, just so they know, huh? Prince
0: Adam battles with the villainous Skeletor <laughs> as this heroic alter ego He-Man Jim.
1: Yes, yes indeed. Ah, uh, yes, there you go. The but Keeper yeah, of uh, I'm
0: telling you, this is that i don't get any universe i want the dark no. universe Not i don't get that i want a master of the universe can't have nope, that can't you don't get nothing. that
1: either and, and now yeah. the whole
0: thing too this goddamn like you know uh the uh release date they already put out there december 18th of 2019 yeah. i'm like now it's just gonna yeah, be slapped together really goddamn quick if they or they'll just have
1: to go against that and, and i hope so it, or just cancel it outright and that's what i think will happen that is my prediction eric i'm telling you right now Boom. The next segment, though, now that we're done with that, Eric, one of your favorite segments of oh, the yeah? podcast. One of your top seven segments of this podcast, Eric, it is What You Talk About Willis. What
0: You Talk About Willis.
1: And, of course, that is a segment where we have a crazy story and we talk about it. And this crazy story comes from Scotland, the land of Hoggis and, uh, I don't know, Brave Highlands. And Highlands. And uh, also and now – And also now – Sex dolls. Scotland's first sleazy sex doll bravo opens with punters offered hour long 70 pound appointments, Eric. And I did find out we didn't know what punters were. Those are just guys who get hookers and look at websites. You know, that's what I could find out on the urban dictionary is that what a punter is a John. So that is basically you, right? You're a punter. Yeah. Oh Eric Shea Punner. Uh, but yeah, this is basically a Scotland company is opening up or it more seems like one guy is opening up a <laughs> brothel you know,
0: where you know fucking uh, for Fred over here. Yeah, he's yeah. He's open up his house, up up his house, house and you know, can go. Fuck?
1: Yeah, you can go and have appointments, in quotes, with his sex dolls. Scotland's first sleazy sex doll, Bravo, has opened its doors with punters being offered hour-long appointments. An advert was posted on the classified site Craigslist last month announcing the Lanarkshire venue has started taking bookings, Eric. So if you can get over there, they're taking what bookings. What
0: about need five minutes?
1: Uh, You will still probably have to pay the half-hour amount, which you'll find out later. You can decide if that's worth it. The ad tried to attract punters by promising the dolls, quote, stunning physique and attractive appearance that will leave you speechless.
0: I've actually looked up punters as well, and mine said it was creepy doll fuckers.
1: That's true. Well, that might be the case as well. Now, the thing about this is they do have, and they say it later, they do have pictures of the dolls on the website. With that, the one doll I saw looked pretty good. I have to admit it. I, I was not you, you, you completely. Put up a
0: picture in front of me. I didn't have my glasses yeah. on. Yeah. I thought that was a Eric
1: Shea stumbles in there thinking it's a Burger King, doesn't have his glasses on. The next thing you know, he's down about 50 pounds. And I'm not talking on a diet. Aww. Customers also had the option of half-hour or 60-minute bookings. And they were told they would be provided with an in-depth guide provided on how to interact with the doll before your booking. Pictures of the dolls were posted alongside well, the ad on the, the website. Interact? Do I have yeah, to take an like date? What
0: are we doing? I'm telling
1: you. It's like me. I'm like in those movies where a kid ends up wanting to go and just sits there small talk. And I, I sit there and it's like one of those like, you know what? Just tell me if I should just end my life you know what? You're really speaking to me, Susie. It'll be one of those. All my questions will just leave that. Listen, if you think I'm handsome, just don't say a word. Yeah, I knew it, baby. That's all I do. That's what I do. And then come out and there would be you with your pants down. The ad read Lucky Punters Behold. The first dedicated sex doll brother in the UK is opening and it's at your doorstep. Data doll service is here. The The doll of your dreams is here. We look forward to getting her acquainted with you. And then a winky emoji. Appointments will be 30 to 60 minutes long. Depending on availability, we have appointments available with immediate effect. I don't know. I don't know how they talk over there in old Scotland. To secure one of our very first appointments, please reply to this ad with an email address, contact number, or contact our Facebook page, Doll Dating Services. Prices are as follows. So go that Doll Dating Services. Prices are as follows. 30-minute booking is 50 pounds. One hour booking, 70 pounds. So you really oh, get you know the what? bang right there, for your buck.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm saving all that money for an hour? shit.
1: 70, yeah. I mean, really, I don't, I can't even say how much that doll will have done to them in that 70 hours. That'll be uh, refractory period included, Eric, with you. Uh, but yeah, basically this follows that last week there was a similar place that tried to open in, uh, England. And actually, I think it was in London, somewhere around there, where they were a manufacturer of these dolls, which if you're familiar, they're like the real dolls that, that kind of became popular from Howard Stern and things like that. Uh, basically they look very, very life like they just have this blank stare kind of what I have when me and my wife get down to business Eric so it'd be just the same for me but you know what that looks uh, like I I don't anymore I do not have a me- the memory I used to but uh with that you have the whole idea that they in London I think it was they had this they were having uh they manufactured these dolls they are not cheap they are very expensive they're you know thousands of thousands of dollars so this place decided that what they would do is allow customers to come in and try, you know, do a test drive with these dolls at this place. It got shut down. It it ended up completely shutting the place down because – Basically, there was a line outside, and the people who this company was next to, you know, other, uh, you know, businesses did not like it. They complained, they were shut down. And then because of that, they ended up having to give away the dolls for free. And people were like lined up to get these dolls for free and shit like that. But it's a bunch of nonsense. But if you are I just, in Scotland. I
0: really just want to know, like, I, I get a half an hour or an hour at this freaking service, or whatever. Yeah. I want to know the turnaround here because do we have some kind of clear. Service that comes in. Well, right I, would hope that
1: I would hope that there would be. I would guess that you'd have a very similar thing as you knew as the Jizz Mopper. In the old, uh you know, the adult world stuff and, and the oh. movie type deal there. Right. So yeah, I remember at one point when these were kind of about out and about, and I sat there and thought if I could afford it and couldn't, Eric, unfortunately. But right. uh the big thing, the cleaning device is the bottle brush. And I remember uh when it was on Howard Stern, they would talk a lot about the cleaning with the bottle brush. It's sexy, right? That's some uh. sexy tongue of foreplay with the shove bottle this brush. in here clean it yeah, all up. Yeah, the bottle uh. brush. Ah, yes, but yeah, if you're in Lanark shop. You can go and have a booking, Eric. It's not that expensive. Don't look at me when I do this, baby. It's I can't not remember you the same way again afterwards. But yes. Uh now we're gonna end with our top five list, and we're gonna go with top five days of the week, Eric. And I'm gonna right. start number five, Thursday, number four, Wednesday, number three, Sunday, number two, Saturday, and my number one, Friday. What is your top five days of the week?
0: Oh, number five is Wednesday, number four is Monday, number three is Sunday, number two is Saturday, and number one, with a bullet, is Thursday.
1: Thursday is your number one. That's very good. That's very, uh, Christian of you, Eric. And as we go off now, I do want to mention that we're going to put this, (laughs) I don't know, we're going to put this up on the regular feed this first week eventually. And then it's going to be a Patreon only. We want to put it out just so people can see that it's back and to get some people involved. So if you want to hear any more of this nonsense, you can go over to our Patreon account at www.patreon.com slash weird science and you can subscribe to this and get a lot of other shows but we're just going to end it right now Eric uh, how do we end it that's
0: it for this installment of the weird science pop culture podcast thank you for listening but be careful because you never know we're going to pop back up to culture that ass oh! Oh, Eric!